0: Welcome to the Oregon Predict Podcast. In this podcast, I will be going over girls and guys basketball, 4A, 3A, and 2A. I would like to begin covering the 4A girls basketball landscape, starting with Philomath. They look like the best team in 4A, led by Sage Kramer. She has been one of the best players for the last couple of years. She's already a state player of the year when she was a sophomore. And then you have a mix of a couple other teams that are pretty quality, like Cascade, who is in the same league. And they played them pretty good. Just looking at OSA, they lost to them by seven last time they played them, so they're a pretty quality squad They can kind of keep up with just about anyone in 4A. And then just looking at the OSA rankings, you got Drunken City at 3, where they can fall between 3 and 5, depending on how you want to rank those in actuality. Um, They have 4 losses, but they're 2 pretty quality teams. I'm not really too familiar with Drunken City, other than I know they have a couple quality guards. And they have a girl that's 6 foot, so they have a quality team and they can compete with just about anyone in 4A, like I said. And then jumping down to Corbett, they are 13-0, and 0, but have not really played anyone terribly good. They just beat North Marion by about 35, but <laughs> before that they... Played Astoria, which is Astoria's a pretty good squad, and they only beat Astoria by three, so that's a sign that they can be beat by the better teams in four A. Um, I'm just kind of going through the list of probably top ten teams and teams of better teams, and then I'll kind of go through leagues. And you got Baker; they're a really sneaky team. Actually, they're eleven and four, and their only losses are to five A Pendleton, and then uh, Idaho team is ten and three. And then Dick Crane, which is a really good one A school, and then Crook County. um, All those losses are valid losses. They're all two good teams. I would look at them as a top probably four, probably number four in four A right now, potentially even three, depending on the day. And then next on you got Marshfield, which they're eleven and three. They lost to North Bend, Redmond, and Astoria by then Astoria by eight. And then after that, they went on like a 10-game winning streak. So, Marshfield is turning up, and they're looking to be one of the better teams in the girls' side of things. And you go with Staten, who's sneaky, 9-2. and two. I don't really talk about them much in their 9-2, and, they're nine and two, so that just shows you how good they are. And you have Gladstone, who's 10-1. And, and then Banks is 10-5. And, and you have a couple of the teams that are kind of quality in there with Woodburn at 9-5. Then you have eight and five and the and then you have a sneaky good Henley team that is eight and five also. They are they've only lost to seven by nine, which is a top three A team, LeGrand by eight, Duncan City by six, and then the crater by a lot, but Henley Girls is a lot better than what they appear on the record wise. They're eight and five, but they play a lot better. I'm gonna jump to the teams and leagues and just discuss that for a little bit. So we got the Copa League, we have Banks Each is easily the best team in here. They're ten five. And everyone else is below five hundred. The next best team, um, is Astoria, which they come in OSA ranked number twelve, they're seven, eight. And they're an okay team, they're a quality team. They might make they'll probably make playoffs in that league because they'd send two. Um, outside that, I don't really know much about the rest of those teams. They're not very good teams, so it's kind of easy to gloss over those. And then the next is the Tri-Valley Conference. You have Corbett, who is and 13-0. And like I just said before, they're a good team, but I wouldn't even call them a state title contending team, like I said in my article. They're a quality team. They probably even make the Lead Eight. But outside of that, I think they'll probably be a two-and-out where uh winning one and then losing two and the elite eight and then you get gladstone who is 10 and one i talked about them a little bit more article they're osa ranked number eight i think they could beat corbett and i actually almost want to bet that they will beat corbett in this league they only lost to banks by four as their only loss but banks has really turned it up recently they've won one two six in a row and they beat some good teams along the way. So this is a team that you got to look out for. Gladstone, in my opinion, probably takes that league. I know there's a bunch of articles about Corbett right now saying how good they are, but, man, Gladstone's sneaky good. No one's even talking about them. They have a good chance of beating Corbett. Then going on to the next league, which is probably the best league in... Girls basketball, which is Oregon West Conference, which they're also the best in the boys' side of things as well. you got Fulham with 9-2. I already talked about them a little bit. I don't know enough about Staten to kind of go on more about them, but they're 9-2. and two. They have only lost to North Marion and then recently lost to Cascade. But they had beat Woodburn earlier in the year by 12 and then beat them again last week by 9. They also beat Banks earlier in the year, which Banks wasn't that great earlier in the year, so that's kind of if you win because they weren't really that quality, and now they're playing a lot better. And then you have Cascade. They're 2-1 in that league. They're 10-2, though, and they've only lost to, I believe, they lost to Flomath, and then they lost to Silverton by a lot, but Silverton's a good team, so you can't really put too much into that loss. They lost to a really good 5A team, so there's not really any bad takeaways. And then you have a Woodburn team who is nine and five. I looked at them before when they were like nine and two. They're a really quality team, but when it comes to the best of the best, they're not gonna be able to stick around. They beat um like Sweet Home, Newport and like even the Astoria early on in the year when Astoria was kind of iffy. Um but then they lost to uh, Maris by nine couple weeks ago, and then they lost to Philomath by 21, and then Staten as of late by 9. Going on to the Skyham League, you got Junkin City is a very good team. And then you got Marshfield, who is another sneaky good team. And then you have Marist, who no one's talking about, but they're 8-5, and five, number 10. They just lost to Junkin City only by 3, but they were losing to them by about 9 before they kind of took off at took off and made this really close at the end. Um, they've also only lost to Sutherland by ten, which is a good loss considering Sutherland, Sutherland is a top three A squad. yeah, and this league, Junction City has lost four times, but it's kind of to pretty quality teams. Like they lost to Fulham twice, the best four A team. Crook County is a good team and Hidden Valley which is a really sneaky team that lost um they won the state championship last year in the shortened season. So um that shows just how Skyham is it's kind of There's three top teams, and the rest are pretty iffy. Cottage Grove is pretty decent. They've won some games, but after that, it's really not much. Then going on to the Skyline Conference. This conference has a lot of teams that are pretty good, but might not make a statement in the playoffs even. you got Henley, which is they're sneaky good. Um, You probably people should probably be looking out for them. They've only lost to Settlement by 9, like I said, La Grande by 8, and then Jumping City by 6, and that was three weeks ago. And then they went on 1-4 in a row against subpar competition, but still, I mean, I guess, now they beat Hidden Valley, so the Hidden Valley's a quality team, so that's a good win for Henley on that one. Then you got Mazama there, the next, they're 8-6, and six, and they're pretty quality. They always are pretty good at girls basketball, I think, and they beat only lost to Sutherland by eleven. So that's not bad. And then I look they only lost to Gladstone by three. So they're a quality team. Even when they get in the playoffs, you gotta watch out for him on that team. They're gonna get someone and they're gonna potentially beat them if they have a good matchup going in the state. And then after that you have Klamath Union who's seven and six, North Valley's eight and six. Phoenix 6-8, and eight, and then Hidden Valley 5-8, and eight. but Hidden Valley's a lot better than what the record shows, but that's just a lot of teams that are all right in the same pocket. They're all are about, barely hovering over 500 right now, which that league's really hard to tell who's going to win. That. I mean, I think Henley and Mazama's going to win that one, but outside of that, it's kind of iffy on what the rest of that league might become out to be at the end of that and then going on to the greater oregon league you have baker and legrand are kind of battling out for who's the best team in that league and then the rest is kind of there's only two of the teams in that league but they're not really close to as good as they are um you got Baker and grow Legrand again like i just just said uh this one looks pretty easy to me baker looks like a pretty legit team They've only lost a penalty, like I said before, and then Crane barely, and then Crook County barely. They're a really t- good team, and they probably make the Elite Eight and have a good chance at least making the semifinals in 4A. Um, I guess the, I mean, that's it for covering 4A basketball. I'll jump down to the 3A ranks. 3A might be a quick over- overview. There is a couple of really good top teams, and then it kind of dives off pretty good. You got Nissa, who is fourteen to one. They're a really good team. They led by Gracie Johnson. Um, she's their post. She's six five, and she has multiple Division One offers. And she comes from a family that has a lot of Division One athletes in it. So that team is pretty good. They rotate. There seems to be seven to eight team, seven to eight players on that team. I watch them. At the Salem Academy Christmas Tournament, and they battled with a couple teams. They look pretty good. They they really can move the ball around and have a good offensive setup. They always change things up, and they're always moving, always setting screens. They're, I would say, number two right now. Um, behind Will minor and let's talk about Will Mina a little bit. Will mine is thirteen and zero, and. They seem to be legit this year. They have been pretty good the last four years. They made Kuspe probably three out of those four years without looking. I think it was three years, maybe four even. But um, they have been good for a while, actually. And that's surprising for Willa Minor, They're generally not the best at many sports. But this girls' basketball team is really good this year. And someone need to watch out for And they got Sallin, who's 14-1. A very, very solid squad. And I'll talk about the more going on to the, in the league stuff. So then you got Harrisburg who's sixteen one. They're another quality team in that league in the Mountain Valley. And then the next you got Sanium Christian. And then you got Burns that's ten and four. And then you got say Dayton's pretty quality, they're nine six. And then after that it kinda falls off really hard. Then you have Bale who just competed with Nyssa actually. So that'll be interesting to see what Bale does. They're five and eight. Let's go on to the leagues, teams and leagues, and see what each league is looking like and just kind of breaking down some things. In the Lewis and Clark League for 3A, you got Dallas Stiles, they're 7-7. Seven seven. That league's kind of a mess, kind of like the Henley and Klamath Union League. This league is a bunch of teams that are hovering about over 500 or way below. you got, like, got four teams in there that don't even have over four wins. So looking like right now, it looks like Riverdale and De La Salle are like the only even decent teams in that league. I don't know anything about the Lewis and Clark League. For girls basketball, there's not many good teams, so there's not much of players to look out for. At least in the girls said, the guys said I know a lot about it because of the quality teams in there. But girls said I don't know anything about these teams. And if you have any information about anything ever, just you can send us a direct message anytime. Going to the Pac West, I said before that the year watch out for Amity Girls basketball, and it looks like I'm right on this one. They are three and zero in the league. They just, I think they just played Dayton. No, they did not play Dayton. No, that's too bad. I was wishing they did. Um, they just beat Yamaha Carlton by a lot, and they barely lost to San Am Christian by seven the other night, which they were down by like eighteen, but they made it come back at the end there. Um, but Amity's sneaky. They're already 3-0 in the league, and the next team that's in there is Dayton. Like I just said, they're 9-6, and those two will battle a lot for the league championship, and I'm rooting for Amity on that one. I think they got it. Go on to the next league. You have the Coastal Range League, which this league has held the state championship the last three years when Klask and I went on just a crazy run, and that team was so fun to watch. They were so legit and so good. They're way better than everyone else. And it looks like there's a decent chance that this league, again, will have the state championship um, trophy with Willow Miner, who's 13-0. and 0, And they're rated number two on the OSA. But in, I think in most people's rankings right now, they're number one. Just how they're playing and what the other two teams that are doing that are right neck and neck with them. In this league, you got a couple of quality teams Taft is decent, they're rated fourteen on OSA. Then you got Rainier, who's eight and three, which I'm actually surprised to say that they're eight and three. They have a lot of cancellations throughout this year. Yeah, it's surprising they're eight and three. There's they haven't really played the best competition, it looks like, but I mean it's still eight and 3 it's still a quality team. And they'll probably finish second or third in that league. Probably probably second, because I think they just beat Taft. Yeah, they just beat Taft by two, so I mean, you never know. They could play that again and lose that one, but that's a pretty good start for Rainier. Get on to the Mountain Valley. This one's an interestingly. got uh, Saniam Christian and Harrisburg will battle out for this one. Um, I think Saniam Christian would have won this league outright if one of their players didn't quit, who's a very good player. But she's focusing on other sports, which she's very good at one sport. And so... It was smart for her to go and do that, but now this makes this league really interesting. Harrisburg 16-1, and I don't think they haven't really played the greatest schedule, like they played Lapine, barely beat Dayton in overtime, actually, like Valley Catholic, Sayo, Elmira, and those are all not very good teams. But Jefferson's a quality team. That's a good win. And then after that, they lost to Eagle Point, which is really surprising because they probably shouldn't have Eagle Point played Xenium and then back-to-back, and Xenium won by, I think, almost 20 points. So that's kind of big, and that showed me a lot already there. Um, I picked Xenium to win this one still, even though without that player. They're a very quality team. They're led by Tay Yost. And then they have a couple of quality other players in there. Um, There's, like... Maddie Scornano, and then then Maddie Fields is pretty good. There's a bunch of different teams. I mean, players on that team that helped them succeed. Harrisburg, I watched them once in person. They're a quality team. They got a little bit of height and a couple of really good shooting guards. They're a fun team to watch. They'll be interesting to see how that league ends out. I wanna go and see them play against each other because that'll be interesting. The rest of that league is kind of iffy. You got Crestwell who's five and six. Which the Crestwell's always good at girls basketball? Generally they're always pretty quality. So they'll probably finish third and then the rest is kinda of a dog fight. Going on to the next league, you got Sullivan who's fourteen and one. They're legit. They're really young. They're like my Michael Wicks. She's been the starter since she was a freshman, she's a junior now, I believe. And she's really, really good. She's scored over 30 points against a very good Central End team. And then the next team in that league is Douglas. They're 8-3. and three. They just lost Sanium only by 6 the other day. A lot of people had Douglas rated higher than Sanium for a couple of weeks, and I kind of thought that was ridiculous. They haven't really played much, and They had played a couple of decent teams. And... Uh, it's kind of funny to see the people's rankings because Douglas, looking on their like schedule, they should not be rated higher. Like they barely beat Cresswell, um, they lost to the Klamath with Union, and they lost to the North Douglas, and, and nothing to say anything bad about Douglas, but like they probably shouldn't even have been in that conversation to begin with. But I guess they were. Um, the rest of that league is kind of iffy. You had a couple of decent teams, like Brookings Harbors had beat a couple of good teams, actually. They beat um, Hidden Valley, which is a pretty good 4A team. And then they battled it out with Junction City and Barry lost Junction City, so they're a quality team, too. That league will be interesting to see, because Sullivan and Douglas are kind of, and I guess Brookings Harbors was kind of in Douglas's range, but there's kind of three teams that are better than the rest, and the rest are kind of just lagging behind. The next one, you got Eastern Oregon League. You got Nissa, who is 14-1. They are legit, like I talked about before. They're, they've are they been good for the last couple of years. They're a very good squad, and they will likely win this league, but I wouldn't be surprised if they tie it with somebody because someone might get them. Vail or Burns might get them, but I'm not sure if it will happen, but I think it might I think Vale barely lost to them by, like, two or three the other night. So, like, Vale could do it. You never know. And then Burns has been very good. They're a different team now, obviously, with a new coach. Same with Vale. Vale has a new coach. But they're both very quality teams. They're very tough. And that league will be interesting to see how it goes down. I still think Nissa wins that, but I think it could be Vale or Burns that ends up being two or three in there. The rest are kind of decent teams, but nothing that will be... Close to the top of that league, I'll jump down to the two A um, girls basketball. You got Faith Bible, who is seventeen <laughs> one, which is crazy. They've already played eighteen games, and we're not even February yet. That's insane. The rest of that league is pretty bad. The next, I guess Vernonia is very good, though. I before I say that the the league is bad. Vernonia is very, very good. And they're they're probably gonna make the playoffs, I would say. For Vernonia. And then even Nesteca could, but I'm not quite sure about them yet. They're nine and five, but them really iffy on that team right now, but it's a very, very top heavy with one really good team and then the rest are like decent. Like decent for like two teams and the rest like fall off, falls off pretty far. Good on to the tri river conference you got a pretty i would say deep there's like eight teams in here but three or four are, three or four teams are pretty quality you got four teams inside the top 13 so that's pretty quality jervis which i've seen a couple of times is 14 and two and they've only lost to i believe it's um country christian which is the top 1A team, and then will so, yeah, exactly what it is. So, they barely lost to Country Christian by three and up by 12. Which Country Christians are a very good teams. So, which they just, I think um, Faith Battle will just beat Country Christian by three the other night. So, that shows you how close they are. And then you got Salem Academy, who, without their injuries, they would probably be the best team in 3-8. But they have an injury that might be out for the rest of the years. I don't really communicate with them much. So, I'm not sure if she has a possibility of returning. But. When she is healthy, they're probably the best team, without question, in my opinion. They're very, very good with her. Then you got Western Christian, who is always a good team. They've been good the last three years. They're nine and six. They have lost to a couple of good teams by a lot, but they're still a quality team and a team that I have not seen this year. But they're, I generally see them at least a couple of times. Then you get Colton, who's eight and four. But they, they I have not seen them at all this year, which is, I generally see them at the Sam Academy tournament, if it feels like. But they've lost to the Sam Academy and Jervis by 12. They're a quality team, but they'll probably slide into that third or fourth position in that league just because that league is pretty good at the top. After that, it really drops off to like a 500 team. Then after that, it's pretty bad after that onto to that Central Valley League. This league is really it's really top-heavy, kind of like that first league A team that's in Central and that's ranked fifth, and then you have Oakland rated 14. After that, it's I guess you got Oak Ridge, who's 10th also, but after that, it's really drops down. Um, I only really know about Central and in this league, they're pretty close to where I'm located, so I have seen them, and I've seen that at the Sam Academy tournament as well. Um, outside of them, Oakland always seems to have a pretty good basketball program, so they're always kind of right up there. They're always a pretty quality team. I don't really know anything about the rest of that league, though. I know, um, I'm surprised that Oak Ridge is 7-3, to be honest, I guess. Just look. Yeah, they haven't really played, like, they lost to Harrisburg by 22, which Harrisburg's good, though, so, like, you kind of, they lost Central End by 30, so, like, they're okay, but they're probably shouldn't be tenth in two A. I mean, OSA is kind of crazy right now, anyway. So can't really trust what they say as of now. And Then you go into the Sunset Conference, which this conference is actually pretty quality. The top four teams in this league are pretty quality outside of the OSA rankings. You got nine and two Coquille, which they're in fourth. They're a good team, and then you got Middle Point, who's nine and five. And you get Gold Beach eight and six, which when I watched Gold Beach against Nyssa, they look really, really bad, but that was the worst game I think they've ever played. Um, after that they went back home and they played pretty quality. I think right after that, um that tournament they went back home and won two. Yeah. They won two games against uh, Toledo and Breaking Harbor. which Breaking Harbor is a good team, so beating them by thirteen is a good win. So it's kind of weird. I watched them play really bad, and then they're actually a pretty decent team when they're actually playing well. And you got Bannon, who's could win this league. They're thirteen three. They're pretty legit. They they lost to Coquille by one last week, and then they lost to um, Marshall by seven. So they're a very good team. They're going to finish second or first or second in that league. So I'm not really worried about Bannon there. They're a quality team, and they could just as easily be Coquille the next time they play them. But on to that Southern Cascade League. Southern Cascade is looks like Lakeview is probably the best team in this league, and I know I get a lot of questions about Lakeview and people asking, "Hey, do you think they have a legit title contender shot?" And at least for now, I would probably say no. Right now, they're they're really young. They have six juniors. Four sophomores and two freshmen on their team, so they have no seniors. So, like, that's only good for the future. And there's nothing bad about saying that they can't win it this year. Like, they might not win it this year, but next year they could have a really good shot when they grow up another year. Because transitioning with sophomore to junior and junior to senior is a huge jump. And I think if they make that jump next year, they have a legit chance Looking at the losses that they do have is why I don't think so. Like, losing to Crane by f- 8 isn't bad, since Crane is a legit 1A school. Like, legit 1A school. That's not a bad one. L- losing to Burns by 11 isn't terrible, but at that point, Burns wasn't really, really together yet. And I know in that game, I think they lot, like fouled out, like, four people. So... I mean, that win was kind of not like not luck, but like it was more on the side of they kind of got some good fortune going on in that game, which they won at fair and square. But when you're out with that many players in the starting lineup, that hurts. And so they kind of took advantage of that and they won fair and square. Um, I would still say Lakeview is probably a top like five team, probably four or five. They're a really good squad though, so you got to watch out for them. And then outside of them, it's bonanza they're eight and six they started off really hot and then they actually started playing some teams and they started losing which is gonna happen yeah they started out four zero, and i think seven and one or something like that but they hadn't played anyone yet and then they started playing some teams and they started losing but they're still a decent team and they'll probably finish second that league that league is pretty weak outside of that 18th rank it's a 28 so they're a shoe win for that second spot to um, at least the first round. The next you get the Blue Mountain Conference. I know nothing about this conference, so if anyone from any of these teams want to message me or send me highlights or anything, send me videos. Just send me it because I know nothing about Stanfield, and they're fourteen and two. They only lost abandoned by seven early on, so that shows me a lot. Showed me they're a quality team. Um, outside of that, they played some nobodies like Echo. Pilot Rock, Western McEwen, and then they finally started playing some decent teams at the end. Enterprise, Grant, Union, Heppner. Um, that league, it's looking like it's either Stanfield or Union in all reality. But you never know. Enterprise is right there, too. They could take it. I'm going to do a quick overview of all the like title contenders who I think are going to win. I would say right now, I would say Philomath wins in 4A, and then I'm not sure if this is going to happen, but I would probably pick Willamina at this current time, the one in 3A. I'm not sure if Nyssa or Sullivan can get them at the end, but I think Kuspe is going to be really fun for those three teams because I think they're all really, really even. So, like, picking one over the other is not really a big deal because they, they're all right there. But I think Willamina probably has the best chance, at least right now. Going on to way, I, I would probably pick Jervis, honestly. They're they're pretty stacked. I know Faith Bible is good, but when you compare who they played and just breaking down, since I've seen them, I've watched them play against some other good teams, and they've been ones. So, like, they're a quality team. I, I mean, I gotta I got to go. I got to go with Jervis, which is awesome because Jervis is kind of like a one-minded. They're not very good at many other sports. So when they're winning a state championship potentially in girls' basketball, that's awesome. And that makes that whole community be really proud. Switching over to some boys' basketball. You're going in the 4A. Man, 4A boys' basketball is legit this year. Just going down from the Coapa League, man. You're looking at Seaside; they're eleven and three. They're super good and can compete with anyone in the top, um, in the top of three A this year. They lost to Drunken City early on, um, at Drunken City, and then they lost to Corbett by five, and then they lost to Marshfield by ten earlier. But that game was a lot closer until there's a lot of free throws at the end of it. But man, they. And I know that Jumping City lost. They didn't have one of their best players, too, who was hurt. So that does take a little bit from that, too, is that they're legit. And they they legit have a chance to win the state championship this year. Like, there's six other teams I can say that 4 and 4 But, man, they're really good. They're really fun to watch. Highlights are awesome from that team. Um, I was getting messages from this team earlier. And they had a couple of really good guys. I don't know all of them, so I'm not going to say them all. But I know the... Um, Everett is very good. The point guard, he's super good. And I know his, his teammates reached out to me. They think he's probably one of the better point guards in foray, but he's really humble. He wouldn't even say that about himself, but then you got cash quarter. who's a guy who dunked on that Astoria kid. And that was awesome. That the pitcher is, makes everything that much better. They're super good going on going to go into banks. They're 10 to four. They're actually really, they're actually really good. And I'm, um, you early on, they kind of felt like they didn't really like what I was doing. Just they never, like, never reach out, never comment, never post anything, like even after what I would be doing for them. And it was kind of weird because, like, I'm trying to give them a bunch of coverage and then there was kind of more, felt like a little bit of hate coming back from them. But recently they've been showing the love and they are a lot of cool guys in that team. They lost to Baker and to Staten um, and then... The Jumping City by 5. And then, oh, they just played Hood River, ba- Hood River Valley like two weeks ago. Or it's their quality 5A team. Yeah, Banks is good. They're going to win that league. They just beat Astoria by 24. They're going to win this league. Actually, <laughs> as I just say that, I forgot that Seaside's in that league. That's going to be a battle. I would still pick Seaside, but they're going to be second in the league as they backtrack. They're going to be second, but that's going to be... They're gonna be pretty good competition with Seaside which they play them next Friday but and they have a week off too so you never know in that one but I would still pick Seaside in that one um going on to the Tri Valley conference you're looking at a conference that doesn't really have an elite team but you got Corbett who's right up there they're. They've been sneaky good the last two years. Their only lost is to Catlin' Gable, which is really weird because Catlin' Gable, they're a quality team in 3A, but they're probably, like, ranked 10th in 3A or 11th or somewhere in that area. Um, they're – I don't know how they beat this Corbett team because they must have been been hurt or something because they went on beat Astoria. They beat – then they beat Seaside. I know Seaside was hurt then, so I guess that kind of makes some sense, but – Corbett's a good team, but outside of Corbett, that league is kind of iffy. Gladstone's all right, and then you got North Marion. They're all right. I don't really know much about North Marion, but then, yeah, other than that, that league is kind of iffy. You got not really any state like any like legit state championship like contending teams or anyone that might even make the semifinals or even um, top eight in this league. Then you go on to. The best league in Oregon for a basketball, you got Oregon West Conference. This this conference is stacked. You got Staten, who's eleven and two right now. They're four and one league. Um, that's why they're on top as the number one in that league right now because they played most, most games. And you got Fallon with who's three and zero, oh, and then you got Cascade who's two and one in that league. They're nine and three, and then Fallon with is nine and three, and then you got Woodburn who's 11-5. So these top four teams can all. Sw- like flip-flop each other the whole rest of the conference play they all can beat each other staten just went wire to wire with cascade before barely losing but they were leading that game for a decent amount of time before um cascade went on like 11-0 or 10-0 run and then not winning then they battled that with newport barely beat newport um but this league is really fun man like When you got four teams that are that legit in that conference and they're all just duking it out, every single game is a huge game in that league. And Staten is led by Jacob Axemaker and then Gavin Burning. And outside of that, I don't really know many of those guys. But other than that, they're a very quality team. And I'd like to know more about Staten because I know... About Jacob, and I know about the other guy, but outside of that, I don't really know much about that team. And then Philomath, who was always good in basketball. I mean, even when I was playing high school basketball, they were good. Always good. They only lost to Jefferson City and Central. After that, they only lost to Redroom, but they've gone on a tear. They beat Cascade, beat Woodward by 11. Man, this, yeah, this, no one really talked about Philomath, but. Going on this season, they're really good. I mean, State and Philomath, Cascade, and Woodburn are all neck and neck, like I just said. They're all going to go take their haymakers, swing at each other, seeing who can win. And it's going to be really huge who can stay healthy. Talk about staying healthy. Cascade lost one of their six men, I think six or seven men, and he tore his ACL, which is really sad. Rogue Newton, he was... A captain, actually, as a junior. So that speaks a lot about him. I know he's a high character guy, big defensive guy. Not much on the offensive end, but really good on defense. Then this team has Dom Ball. He's a, he's a center, six eleven. Man, he's dunking all the time. Really good post presence. He got a lot better from last year. He's he's what makes this team a lot better from last year to this year. He improved a ton, and he has made them into a legit title contender from the year before. And you got Isaac who's an unsung hero in a way. He's 6'4", but no one really talks about him. He does all the, little, all the little things. He probably averages like 13 and like 8, and he's a very quality guy to have on this team. Then you got Kellen Sand. He's very good. He's a point guard, man. he has some nasty moves. He does a lot of step backs and tough shots, but he makes them. And he got um, Sam, Samuel Horn and Spencer Horn. They're brothers that transferred from YC last year. Both very good quality shooters, play good defense. This team is all around pretty cool, like very good athletes, very good players. The only thing that they lack is depth, and I have already stated that. They lack depth, but other than that, they're the probably the best starting five in 4A, but that depth is the only thing that kind of kills them. And with that ACL injury, before that they were fine, but with that just with that one guy getting hurt kind of hurts them because – other than that, I think they're going about sixty. But outside of that, there are not many guys are coming off that bench. That's a big wrap up for the Oregon West Conference. But that team, that that whole conference is just legit. So it's really fun to talk about a lot of really good teams. And then the next one is your arguably could be your next best conference. And for a you got the SkyM League. You got Duncan City. They're rated number one in OSA, but in reality, they're probably number three. They're still very, very good, and that's not to take anything away from them. You just have Marshall in that same league, and Marshall is the number one team, in my opinion. Um, Jackson City, I don't really know much about them. I know a couple of guys in football, but, like, Colby Evans, he had a nasty dunk earlier on this year. And then, other than that, I know a couple names, but I don't know how, like, who they are, like, how they how they do on the basketball court. I know Caleb Burnett seems like I've heard his name a lot. Um, And um, that team is going to be battling out with Marshfield for that league. Um, Cottage Grove is also, and even Marist are quality teams, but going into this year, there's a lot of talk about this league being like stacked and being just like the Oregon West. But Cottage Grove had a couple injuries and a lot of sickness that went through their team, and so that's kind of hurt them as of now. So they're sneaky. Cottage Grove's still kind of going to be up there, but they're going to be more or less battling with Mar- um, with Marist rather than Marshall and Drunkham City. Marshall and Drunkham City seem to have kind of stiff-armed their way to the top of that conference, and the rest are almost at that level, but just not at that top level. I would actually have a pretty big barrier between Drunkham City and Marshfield from Cottage Grove and Marist. And those teams are quality, but outside of that, it's kind of not really close. And you got Sayusla, who I thought they would be a lot better this year, but I think they also had some injury and health, like COVID related stuff, and that's kind of really hurt them. And I think they'll be a lot better if that didn't happen, but they've really turned it on recently, actually, which I was talking to a couple of their guys recently. They. They only lost to, well, I guess they lost to Marshall by a lot um, the other day, but they barely lost to Marist by six, so that's that's a decent loss, and that's nothing to hold your head down from that. They almost beat Cresswell, who was like a top six, three A team. They're all right. They're not they're not as good as I thought they would be this year, but they're still a quality team, and you never know they could potentially get out large. But at the end of the year, if they have a couple of big wins. Um, I wouldn't expect that, but you never know. Good on to your skyline conference. You got this one. It's kind of the same as the girls. It's kind of a mess. You got him who's eight and five, and the rest are worse than that record wise. So you got six and seven, and a five and five, and five and eight. There's not really that many good guys basketball teams in this skyline. I guess um, girls basketball either. There's so a lot of like decent teams to like pretty good at the top top but outside of that it's really falls off um which i guess they're a big football conference so you never know with that but yeah henley's eight and five they're pretty good i i think yeah they beat i mean they upset the number one team in 4 A at the tournament two weeks ago so that's crazy um they beat marshall but then they lost to Banks by 12, which is kind of crazy. It shows you how good Banks can be when they're really playing their best. Um, Henley's going to be an Elite eighteen, but I think that Marshfield game was really more of a fluke. That was right when Marshfield just barely beat Newport, which, not to say anything bad about Newport, but Newport shouldn't be close to Marshfield, and when they struggled when marshall struggled into newport it kind of was like i don't know what was going on there but i could tell that henley would have a chance if um marshall shows up like they did the game before and then the exact same thing happened so henley's a good team and they'll they might even win a playoff game but i wouldn't go on to say much more about them i don't really know Many like that team, or really anyone in the skyline basketball wise. I know a couple of people from like Hidden Valley that I've talked to, and Klamath Union because Klamath Union was really good last year. They're not the same team this year, they're five and five, but they're it's not the same league as it was a year ago. And then you got this league that they seem to haven't been able to play many games. You got Legrand who's nine and one, who's probably the best team in my. Opinion. And then you got Baker who is ten and three and everyone else isn't very good. I mean there's only four teams in that league. But Baker and Legrand are gonna be battling out for the league championship. My vote is Legrand. Very good team. A lot of people have slept on them and even dropped them out of their top ten rating. Um, but they're a very good team. I mean they only they only have one loss and that's to an Idaho team. And I can't say their ranking or their um record but generally that that team's good at girls basketball so they have a decent chance of being good at guys but they i mean they beat uh crook county which is a good team beat pendleton actually two days ago and pendleton oh they're not a good 5a team but that's they're still not one i think they have a good chance at winning that league and being a pretty quality team and they'll probably make that elite eight in my opinion Um, They'll host the first round, I would guess. um, Legrand will. And that'll be interesting to see um, how that goes. But, I mean, it all comes down to if Legrand can beat Baker. So, interesting to see where that goes. Dropping down to 3A boys basketball. You got the number one team in 3A and Westside Christian, 14-0. They are... As legit as it comes in three A, I mean, they beat the number three team, they beat the number two team, and they beat the number four team and the number five team. Yeah, they they played the number like three team or four team in Dayton. They beat the fifth team in Sandy M. They beat Dallas Hall, who's number two. They beat Cascade, who's number three. They beaten everyone. They beaten all the best teams. They're really gunning to play the best teams to beat the best teams to get better. Um, they are the best team. But I wouldn't look past their league rival on De La Salle. De La Salle has really turned it on recently. Um, they beat a couple of teams by a ton. Like Oregon and Pisco by, by, by 30. They beat Portland and by 34. Then they beat San Christian, which the game was close at halftime. Kind of the same thing with Sanium was with Westside. Really close at halftime and then really got extended after that. They beat San Christian by 18 um, but I think De La Salle could take a game from from West Side in the last league game. They actually, I guess, is it their last game? But they play them late in the league. I think. Um, let's see on here. Oh no, they don't even play West Side again. That's weird. They usually play them twice. Um. Yeah, so that's weird. Oh no, they play them. They play them on some on Saturday actually. Oh, I missed that. Oh, that's a huge, huge early game. That's uh, Westside Christian, so that's going to be really loud. But I wouldn't be surprised if Dale Stile could beat him. But Westside's still the best team right now. And will be probably going on as they played such good teams. They have a really high RPI. And then you have a team um, in Catlin Gable, who is ranked 5th in OSA, which I don't know how they're ranked 5th. They're 5-4. and four. And they don't have any enough games in, really, at all. But somehow they're ranked fifth. I don't really know much about them. Other than I know they've been in my DMs saying I need to give them some respect. But I always kind of laugh at that stuff. It's because they're a quality team, but, like, they barely beat Rainier. They lost to Kennedy, which Kennedy's good. And then Portland has barely beating them by one. They're a quality team, but they're nothing crazy. Like, they lost to Saniams. Um, who else was by? Who else did that was two, They lost uh, uh, Kennedy by twelve. Um, I mean they're a quality team. They'll probably, be, I mean they're gonna be in the playoffs. I guess with that high RPI, but I don't really know much if they can do anything else after that. Going on to the Pac West Conference. This conference really only has two teams in it this year. It's Dayton and Amity, and Dayton just beat Amity tonight, So Dayton's going to win that league. Um, They're really, really off and on, which I I hate that they're off and on because I want to root for them, and they'll play really good one day. Like, they play 10 a.m., smacked them by 14. Then they play Salem Academy, smack them by 28. And then I'm like, okay, they're legit. They're legit. Next game, they play Cassidy Christian. It was kinda of back and forth and they went ahead by about seven in that fourth quarter, fell apart down the stretch and lost by two. And I'm like, man, you can't be doing that And then they go Smack Will Minor, which they should. They lost to Western Christian, which is not terribly surprising, Western top two A team, so or top two two a team. But then they barely beat Harrisburg, which they were up by eighteen, but really fell apart late like some games, they like look, Dayton looks really good and some games, looks like they haven't really played basketball before. It's a really weird mix because in Coos Bay, they could pop off or they could just go two and out. You never know, just depending on how they show up that weekend. Next league is kind of weird in the coastal range. So you've got a bunch of teams. The best record in this whole league is 7-5. and five. you got Willamette at 7-5, presumed as the best team in that league. But then you have Rainier, who's Right on their tail kind of actually. They're they're two and O in that league and they beat Tampa by eight and then beat Classical nine by fifteen. there they lost to Catlin Gable. Um they're okay. But I would think we'll still wins that league. I don't really know that much about that league. Um, go on to the next, Mountain Valley League. This league is really going to be really fun at the end. It's going to be a really big toss-up. Who's going to win this league? Um, Pleasant Hill just beat Crestwell by one a day ago. And then, you know, Sanium, who who's 10-6. they Also, also Sanium is because, like, Westside, but it's the flip of things. They played a lot of the top teams, but they can't beat the top teams. Like, they lost um the Westside. They lost to the Western Christian, which was a— those are top number one in 3A, number one in 2A. Then they lost to Dayton, who's number three in 2A. they lost to Cascade Christian, number um three in 2A. I guess Dayton's number four. And then um and they lost to De La Salle, who's number two. So they only lost to the top teams. So that gives you a hint. They are a good team, which they have. One of their better guys just broke his hand, actually. But they're still a top team. They're still a team that you got to look out for. They could win this league, honestly. Like, the, this league is between Pleasant Hill, St. M. Christian, and Cresswell. And Harrisburg isn't too far away from that reach. They're a quality team. They are led by, you got Britt Murray, which he's very, very good. And then you got Trey Crabb is also a very good senior guard. He dropped 28 versus, I think, the last, I forget who they played the other day he dropped 28 points against the pine so i mean that's that's the pine but still that's a big that's a lot of points to put up against any team so yeah this team this league is actually a matter of five teams four of them are pretty quality the pine's kind of on the outside looking in but i would still see this league could finish Cresswell pleasant hill san harrisburg or pleasant hill Cresswell san Harrisburg or even like Crestwell, Pleasant Hill, Harrisburg, Saniam. This this league is pretty loaded and you never know what's gonna happen any given night. Like with Crestwell barely losing to Pleasant Hill by one. That shows how just how close this whole league can be. Cause Sandham could easily beat all of them and be number one. Or Harrisburg could even somehow end up being number two with what they have going. You just never know in that league. And going on to the Far West League, um, this league is all right. You got Cassie Christian, who is number three in actuality in the state. They're a very good team. They're led by um, Maurer. He's very good. They're very young, though. They got Maurer, Austin Maurer, and then you got a senior, the only senior on the team, Cody Reese. But everyone on this team is pretty quality. You got Peyton Maurer. He's very good. You got Tristan Wallace. He's a good. Good player. Landon has he's a good player. They're all quality players. They all know their job. They all do well. They're a very good coach team, and they're very, very, very good. So no one should be taken lightly ever. They're always good. And then you got South Umqua in this league. They're 8-2, very quality team. They haven't really played anyone very good besides Illinois Valley, but they played them early on. So I'm not really sure what to think about South Umqua. Um, I think they'll finish second in the league, but Cascade probably should still be beaten by 15 to 20. Um, then you drop it down, and you got Douglas 7-4, Brookingsharver 8-5. But that's a, that's a lot of teams that are okay, that at least they're beating other teams. So you got teams that have a winning record in your league, which that helps your RPI out at least a little bit. I don't know them much. Outside of Cassie Christian and South Ompqua, um, I used to know a lot about Brooklyn Harbor, but a couple guys that used to be there graduated, so I don't really know much about them. I know St. Mary's Medford is really down compared to what they have been the last couple of years, so I don't really know a lot about that league. to talk about it much more. Um, going on to the Eastern Oregon League, this league is probably going to end up being Vales, and no one else really, I guess Vail, and I forget, always forget about you, Matillo, right there. Umatil is always good. They went to the Salem Academy tournament. They competed really hard with Salem Academy. Um, they're a very good team. They, I mean, they're probably going to be um, a playoff team, and them and Vale will be for that league, I would guess. Um, Riverside's okay, but outside of them, I guess they're barely putting up points, though. They're barely scoring in the 30s. I would probably pick Vale and Umatil for that league and probably Vale, honestly. They look pretty good. They barely lost in triple overtime to Baker, so they're they're a quality team. And they will I was talking to someone else this last weekend. I think they lost a sneaky Coups Bay pick because they're gonna host in the first round, and they're gonna have the team come all the way to Vale. That's gonna be tough to beat them at Vale. So they're a sneaky Coups Bay team. Going on the two way, two a is always a hard one since you have so many so many teams in here. Um, looking at Northwest League, so you got Napa and Faith Bible are the probably the best teams in that league. I would go with Napa. I think their only loss is to I think it was Western Christian. Yeah, about five and Western is the number two team right now. So yeah, they're a very legit team. They're very, very good. And they're always pretty good. So don't sleep on Napa, they're very good. Then don't sleep on Faith Bible or Manahouse Christian Academy. All quality teams in there. Gotta go with Napa um, as winning that league though. Got on the Tri Valley. I know I'm going quick, just it's hard with like 10 teams or so in each league in the 2A rank, so I, I just try to cover the top teams and then kind of if I know something about another team or I know their quality, I'll talk about them. But Tri Valley, you got Sam Academy and Western Christian who will battle out for 1 and 2 in that league. Sheridan started out like I think 9 0, but have lost four in a row. A lot of a lot of this has to do is that they played like Fall Falsity, Taft, Oak Ridge, Colvin, Revol, like they play a lot of teams that weren't very good, so they started out nine and zero. and then they played Salem Academy, which they played Salem Academy tough. They only lost by ten. That's respectable. But then they played Kennedy and got beat by thirty plus. So that's kind of iffy. They lost to the Sanium and then they lost to like Colton by one, which they must have injury or something because Colton is four and nine. Sheridan's better than that. But that's I'm hoping better for Sheridan because they started out so good. But yeah, in this league, Salem Academy Salem Academy just beat Western Christian, so that's huge. And Western Christian I mean not Salem Academy is seven and oh in that league. Um actually looking at this, Western Christians lost two league games. Oh, they lost lost to Kennedy early on. I forgot about that. Forget about that. Kennedy's so sneaky. Like looking at these leagues, man. Like yeah, Kennedy is right there. They're eleven and three. I always forget about that. Yeah, Kennedy is really good. They play the top teams. They beat a lot of the top teams. Kennedy's really good, and a lot of those athletes from that team are from football, so they're a very good team. Got on the Central Valley League conference. This team, this conference, there's actually five very very quality teams. You start out, you got Jefferson number one, and then you got a mix of Regis or Eastland. And then you got Central Island and Oakland, which Oakland has competed with everyone in that league, I think. Oakland lost to Regis by nine, lost to Jefferson by nineteen, Eastland by two only though. So this league is really good. I still would pick um Jefferson to win this league. I mean, man, Jefferson's really good. They're fun to watch. They've been good the last two or three years. Like Zach Wustig, and then you got Jace Aguilar. You got Diego Aguilar, and then you got, trying to think, then Cody Jurgens. This team is quite fun to watch, and I haven't seen him this year yet in person, but I've seen highlights. They're really good. Diego has started to pop off for that team, and he's averaging over 20 points a game. He's really good. He's someone everyone needs to know about. And then you got Regis, who is I saw him play against, um Christian. And they never really were in that game, but they never were really out of it. They only were down by like pent, about 8-10 to 10 the whole game. But that was a very good showing for them. And they just beat Eastland the last week, which is actually, it's kind of surprising because I thought Eastland was solid 2 in that league, but they slipped the 3, which they could easily beat Regis when they play him again. But Eastland didn't play good at all that game. Um, now, good on the Eastland. They're ten and two. They haven't really played the best schedule, but I mean, they're ten and two. They're good. This is the best team Eastland has had since they won the state championship in two thousand eleven, which was a decade ago. Um, <clears throat> this team has a legit chance actually at making the Pendleton for the first time, and I think it's been ten years since that state championship. So, this team is a very quality team. They're led by. A couple of different guys, but the main guy is Cole King, which I actually knew this kid growing up. I was friends with his brother, and he's a really cool kid. He's really good. And then you got a, a couple of quality cool guys his cousin, Devin King, and then Gavin Sewell. And then you got Ashton Sewell, He's also pretty good. And then um, you got even like Grant Medford's good. Gavin Baker can hit a three. Um, they're they're a quality team, and they have a chance at Pendleton if they really put things together. Central is even a quality team in that league as well. Just talking about more teams getting them in there. They're a quality team. And then looking at Bandon, Bandon is thirteen. No, they're a good team. Um, then you got Toledo eight and five. Then you got Gold Beach six and seven, and Coquille seven and eight. Um, Gold Beach probably has the best guy in two-way that no one even knows about. I would probably say he's a top three kid in two-way basketball. His name is Gianni Altman. He is like a 5'11 point guard. He can shoot the three really good step backs. He throws down dunks. He's insane to watch. I know you guys seen him on my Instagram stories all the time. He is a legit. He's super fun to talk to. Talk to. He's a really good kid. He's awesome. I'm hoping that kid plays some college basketball. Um, I know he's really gunning to play Toledo, so it'll be interesting to see how that weekend goes. I think they play like Coquille and Toledo um the next couple of days. But if yeah, this league is really abandoned in Coquille and Toledo. Gold Beach could enter that into that chat, but I'm not quite sure they have it. They don't really have much depth outside of... Talking about that Gold Beach team, they just don't really have terribly too much around Gianni. They have a couple of shooting guards, like number 12, number 21, and like 32. They're pretty good, but they're not like... average like 15 to 20 point good the average like eight ish good and so it's just not enough to really support because johnny's putting about 30 a game but they he needs a lot more support to be in contention in this league um i want to quickly talk about toledo's point guard um gunner is insane he's only a junior um he's insane and he's Probably I would say he's top Top three kind of with Gianni I would say or top five He's he's legit, he's super good at basketball He's insane and no one really knows About his basketball stuff because he didn't really post about it But he's insane um, Going on to this uh, Southern Cascade League You got Illinois Valley and then you got Bonanza in there And outside of that It really falls off to a team that's five and six From Lakeview, which Lakeview's Lakeview is okay They've had a kid that's been injured Hopefully he gets back but Ona Valley seems to be pretty legit in two ways. They're not their number one team like their OSA ranking is, but they're probably top six team. They're good. They're they're fun to watch. They just really haven't played anyone at all. So, I mean, they barely beat South Medford. Um, I mean, St. Mary's Medford by three, and St. Mary's Medford is like four and eight. So that's kind of iffy. I wouldn't call them the number one team. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're pretty good, and then you got Bonanza, who they started out really good, and they lost a couple, but they're still really good. I don't really know much about the rest of that league, so I can't really talk about much more. Going on to the Blue Mountain League, this is another league I have know nothing about. Hepner's good. They're always pretty decent at basketball. They're, they're good at most things. Outside um, of that, I don't really know anything about them. Like I know Union's 9-6, and they're ranked like 10th in OSA or 12th, but I don't Oh, well, they have no seniors on their team, so that's pretty quality. But I don't really know anything about that Blue Mountain League or, like, the Southern Cascade League outside of, like, Illinois Valley and Lakeview and Bonanza. I don't really know anything about it. Blue Mountain League, Union's pretty quality. Heppner's pretty quality. A lot of teams, at least there's, like, four teams that won eight, over eight games, so at least there's some winning basketball going on. But just not a lot of high-level basketball outside of maybe Heppner and Union on a good day.